Hello, hello, Vaughn listeners. Welcome, welcome, and Happy New Year to each and every one of you. I hope that you had an amazing and blessed New Year um, 2021. Um, This is your sister, Elizabeth, all over again. I am back and hoping that we will be um, hearing more and more and getting deeper with the Lord. All right. So today, um, I just want to actually mention that um, I am going to be for the next few weeks, um, I am going to be talking about the book of Esther, which is a book that the Lord has really been putting and placing in my heart. Um, to share with you guys, to share with the ladies, to share with the men the importance of what you know what the Lord is doing, what the Lord wants to do. Um, so you know, I want to talk to you about you know and share with you what the Lord um, has been doing this whole you know on this break and what He's been speaking to me about in regards to the Book of Esther. All right, so like today we're going to do um, Esther chapter one, and I am not going to get and read, you know, the whole book of um, Esther and chapter one, but I am going to share basically what God has been, you know, ministering to me in regards to, you know, beauty, um, about obedience, about submission, um, you know, because it's important that we um, learn as women, you know, um, as women learning to submit and the importance of it. Um, you know, we are, we're daughters of a powerful and high God, and we have to learn to be, um, to live under submission, you know? So, um, I'm going to start with Esther and it's chapter one, and it basically talks about Vashti. Today we're going to talk about Vashti. And we as we all know Vashti was the queen um and she was married to um King Sarsis, you know, and it was um also mentioned in the Bible that Vashti was a beautiful woman. You know, she was, you know, gorgeous, beautiful. Um but I'm going to ask you a question, you know, what does beauty mean when there's no submission when there's no obedience you know um you know beauty doesn't mean anything especially when there's no submission especially if you are walking you know and you and you declare and you claim that you are a child of god that you are a daughter of god that you um that you live for God and that you move under the power of God. You know, so many times we as women, we tend to fall short in certain things, you know, and you know, you know that Vashti was a very beautiful woman and and King Xerxes knew that and all the nobles knew that how she was beautiful. Um, But there was a time in which, you know, he sent his attendants um, he was, you know, a little um, under the influence of alcohol. He was drunk. And he sent his attendants to go and get 
um, Queen Vashti. But Queen Vashti declined um, the request, meaning that she refused to go in the presence of his guest, the noble man, and you know, and in front of um, the king. And, you know, she felt as if he was degrading her um, because he wanted to exhibit her beauty. Is Was she wrong for, you know, was he wrong for doing that? I'm pretty sure he was, you know. However, she was his wife. And in during those times, now I'm not talking about these times because I know in these times, if your husband would ask you to do something such, you know, you would take it into, you know, um, as humiliation, which I'm pretty sure Miss Vashti also took it, you know, Queen Vashti took it as humiliate, being humiliated in front of all of these nobles. Um, but in that, in those times, it was the men who ruled, you know, it was the men who had the power, they had the authority over their wives, and the wives were to um, be submissive. And they were to follow and be obedient, um, you know, in front of their husbands and in front of everyone. So what happened was that Miss um, Queen Vashti refused, you know, and all the nobles and all of the, you know, all his, you know, King Cersei's um, attendants, they they had to make a decision on what was going to happen with with Queen Vashti, you know, because like I said, and I repeat again, in those times, it was so important that the woman would, um, would be obedient and submissive, you know. So um, he became furious and, you know, burnt with anger, as the Bible's Bible says here in the word, you know. So, you know, in those times, it was a custom for the king to consult with all his experts, you know, in matters of law and justice. You know, he spoke with the wise men who understood the times. You know, in those times, like I said, women were to be under submission, you know, and um, and where and were closest to, to king, you know. And so what was the decision that they had to make is that they needed to remove Queen Vashti. Why? Um, because if Vashti disobeyed him, you know, that means that her behavior, because she was, you know, the queen, her behavior would have been very negative, a negative influence among all the nobles' wives. They would have, her behavior would have been something that, um, it would open a door for all the wives to become, you know, um, to dishonor their husbands, you know. So they they made the decision of, you know, removing her. And he had to find, obviously, they had to find him another queen, okay. But, you know, the Bible does say in um, Esther 1, 
and 18, it says, This very day, the Persian and the Median woman of the nobility who have heard about the queen's conduct will respond to all the king's nobles in the same way, and there will be no end of disrespect and discord. Therefore, if it pleases the king, let him issue a royal decree and let it be written in the laws of Persia and Media and Media which cannot be repealed, that Vashti is never again to enter the presence of King Circes. Also, let the king give her royal position to someone else who is better than she is. Then when the king edict is proclaimed throughout all his vast realm, all the women will respect their husbands from the least to the greatest so you take this you know and like i said vashti vashti's name meant beautiful you know but what is so important about this whole entire teaching right now is that it doesn't matter how beautiful a woman is you know beauty is an outer part it's an external um you know that each of every one of us have you know um but what does beauty have to do when there's no submission when there is no um when there's disobedience there's discord um there's no submission to authority and in this case i don't mean just you know you know in regards to now being a wife i mean being a daughter being a spiritual daughter being a spiritual son you know um what does it mean to be disobedient even if you have all the riches all the wisdom all the intelligence all the talents and all of the gifts because remember Vashti was a rich woman and she had it all you know she had a crown she had jewelry she had all the gifts she was filled you know with you know jewelry um all of it she had it all you know but what was all of that of importance if the main important ingredient in her heart was not aligned with the Lord and the one thing that was not aligned within her was obedience and what I mean by that is that sometimes you know we we may we think that because we have gifts talents um or even um you know what do you call it um anointing that we can do whatever we want and it's not about that you know because if we are serving and if we are under a spiritual father or a spiritual mother and they are correcting us and they want us to you know to grow and they're doing everything in their in, in on their side to guide you to teach you to mentor you and they're doing everything in their possible way to guide you in the right direction but you fail to remain obedient there is a problem 
with the heart. There is a problem with obedience. There is a problem now with submission. And if you cannot be submission, you can be, if you cannot be submitted under under any leader or under your parents you're always going to have problems you're always going to face issues with people in general now this is not only you know um this is something that trickles down with everything, with friends, with even when you get married. You're not going to be able to even be a good friend because you're always going to you're always going to have conflict with people. You're always going to have conflicts with people that God even presents to you in your life. So, what is the main key here? The main key here is to you know, surrender yourself to the Lord. Your, your, you know, um, the main key is to learn. Te- ask the the Spirit of God to teach you how to be submissive, how to, you know, take um, correction, not as an offense, not as um, not as someone trying to hurt your feelings and easily be offended but actually take it as wisdom as a nugget of wisdom to correct that behavior toxic behavior that has been repetitive throughout your life and that has not been broken not because God has not placed people in your life but it's because you choose to be um destructive to yourself with yourself um you know so you know if you cannot submit under any human being or under even if it's your parents um you know your spiritual leaders that means that if you don't have and you don't submit to anyone that the lord aligns and puts in your life you know how difficult it's going to be for you to be submissive with the Lord. You're going to have so many issues being obedient with the Lord and what he commands in his word. So in this time, I really want you to take a look at yourself, you know, the same way I had to do this, you know, and I had to during this this break that we have had, I I literally went before God and I asked the Lord to show me, you know, because you see God before he allows us to uh, minister about, you know, a specific um, topic. We are placed in a situation. We are placed in in the same, um, we we are to analyze ourselves and we are to go to God and we are to expose every area in our lives that might not be right with the Lord. So I asked the Lord, you know, I said, Lord, if there is anything within me that is not rightly aligned with you, show it to me so that I can be, you know, um, a better person, you know, and I have to tell you, you know, I have a spiritual mother, you know, and I am under her, you know, I, I call her, um, when I'm not feeling well, I call her for prayer, you know, we have our good bond, I'm not telling you that I am, um, you know, um, that I'm depending on her 100% all the time, 
know. But I know that she is someone that is close here at home, you know, that I can count on, that I can call for prayer, um, that I can talk to, you know, that I can be held accountable about something. She holds me accountable when I might not be doing right, you know, so it's the same thing, you know, so I honor her just like I honor my mentors, you know, who have been there this whole, for a whole entire year, you know, so I honor each and every person who has brought um, correction in my life. And, you know, and I feel very blessed at this moment. The Lord has done so much, but one of the things that the Lord did uh, mention to me as I was, you know, um, coming to him, um, and he said, you know, he reminded me of when I was, um, you know, a teenager, and, you know, I was very rebellious, um, you know, adolescent, and many of you know that. I was a very rebellious adolescent and it was really hard for me to, you know, to accept discipline and correction from my dad. You know, as an adolescent, you know, you want to experience so many things. You want to go out with your friends. You want to, you know, you want to do the same things that your friends are doing. Um, but I, my culture was very different than, you know, than the American culture, you know, because remember, I come from a Latino country, you know, and my culture was very, you know, my parents were very disciplined. They were, well, you know, back in the days, I used to say that they were old fashioned um, because they didn't want to let me go out to the movies with my friends um, because I wanted to go to the high school parties with my friends and my parents, my father, especially he didn't allow that, you know especially if there was boys involved in all of that. I couldn't go to the basketball games, you know, I couldn't go to the football games that everybody would go to. So, you know, um, and even like on, on prom night that I was invited to, the person who asked me to go to his prom, my father had to meet him, you know, and he was like, you're not going unless I meet him. So, you know, these are all things that I had to experience because my, my parents were very strict with me, you know, and I can, I understand now, you know, but back then I didn't, I didn't understand why they were so strict with me. I didn't understand why I had to go through this process when, you know, all of my other girlfriends and my friends, you know, were not, you know, their parents didn't have restrictions on them. They didn't have all of those rules in their home and I couldn't attend any of those. I couldn't have fun the way that they did. So, you know, it became a battle. So I was, you know, at a certain age, I kind of broke off out of all of those things and it became a battle, you know? So, and I became very disobedient with my father, you know? So, you know, then the Lord, you know, as I was, as the Lord was bringing all of these things to me, you know, and then he showed me, which is the reason why I had in the beginning of my walk, you know, I had so much trouble and problems really being obedient to what his word was saying, you know, and it was, you know, um, honor God, you know, and by honoring God, what is that? It's when you honor God, it's not only you just honoring him with your, you know, with certain things that you do, but it's really about being obedient, you know? So if we cannot submit to the Lord the way we should, um, 
we're always going to have problems with not only with him, with everybody that comes our way. We're never going to be able to um, have healthy friends. We're never going to have healthy, you know, um, even with our children, you know, we are not going to experience a healthy marriage because of the lack of submission, you know, and, and as you know, and it doesn't matter how beautiful you are. You know, it doesn't matter how your outer appearance may look. You know, like I said, you can be beautiful in the outside, but your heart is hard. And if you're, if you have a heart, um, if you have a hardened heart, you are not going to allow that beauty that really it's within you to radiate out more and make you shine and glow even more. Because remember, um, your beauty, the real beauty comes from within. Okay. Yes, you can be beautiful, but the real beauty comes from within. That real beauty radiates from the inside of your heart and it will radiate and it will, um, you know, wherever you go, people will see that there's something, that there is a different essence about you. And so that is what I mean. So, you know, it is so important, you know, that we as women, um, we gather ourselves with women, you know, who are, who are wise, who have wise counsel, who, who have already experienced things in life, but who are willing to help, who are willing to, um, build you who are willing and wanting for you to make progress in your walk with the Lord because really your walk with the Lord is the most important thing in our lives in your life okay so it is about really um getting naked before the Lord it is really searching your heart what is there that it's impure? What is there that needs healing? What is there that it's holding you back from really running into your father's arms? What is really not allowing you to become the woman that you need to become? And we are in these times that we need to draw closer to God. We are in these times that we need to completely surrender ourselves to God. We are in these times in which we need to repent genuinely repent and start looking at our our wounds and begin to allow the Holy Spirit to take hold of you and allow him to deliver you, cleanse you, and heal you rather than looking at what everybody else is doing wrong, looking and judging what somebody else is doing wrong in your eyes only in your eyes because in somebody else's eyes they might be doing well so it's easy for us to judge people because we don't want to look at ourselves we don't want to analyze ourselves we don't want to look at that rotten heart that sometimes we carry and i can tell you that my heart at one point was very rotten very filled with hatred towards certain people, filled with bitterness with certain people. 
because they hurt me at one point. But you know what? It took time and it took only God for me to surrender to him and give it to him. Because without him, I am absolutely nothing. Without him, I don't, that I, I am absolutely, I don't have anything. Okay, so the most important thing is, you know, knowing that you are not perfect, knowing that God is the only way, the only one um, who can fill you when you feel empty, when you feel like you can't no more. He is the only one who can lift you up. He is the only one who will give you the encouragement that you need. He is the only one who can cleanse you. He is the only one who can heal you. He is the only one who will remain who will remain loyal and faithful to you. But you know what? The relationship with God is both ways. If you are not praying, if you are not fasting, if you are not doing any of those things, but you are looking at what everybody else is doing wrong and you're not doing anything that you need to do for yourself, you need to take a good look at yourself in the mirror. You need to really repent and ask the Lord to heal your heart so that you can stop speaking so much against the people of God. Because remember what the word of God says, touch not my anointed. So, you know, it is about finding your identity in Christ. Finding your identity in who you are as a daughter, as a son of God. It is about knowing that you can trust the Lord. We cannot have a relationship with the Lord if we don't have trust. We cannot have a relationship with the Lord if we don't if we're not obedient. It all goes together. All of it. And you know, it's beautiful because as I was getting prepared for this um this teaching, the Holy Spirit led me to Proverbs um 31 and I'm going to read from 26 to 31. And it says she speaks Oh, no, wait, I'm going to start actually with Proverbs 31, um, 30, chapter 31, verse 10 through 12. Okay, and this is what it says. A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm. All the days of her life. What does that, what is that different? What is this verse difference, different from Queen Vashti in Esther chapter 1? The difference is that Queen Vashti, she humiliated her husband by refusing his request. 
he became a joke in front of all of his nobles. If he would have accepted and if he would have kept her, she would have continued in, in, in humiliating him. So she could have that night, she could have, you know, not allowed him to become humiliated because I'm pretty sure King Circes was humiliated. I am very sure he felt that he was obligated to get rid of her. He was forced to getting rid of her. That's why he was upset. He was upset because she denied, she refused. She brought him humiliation. Even if he was wrong, even if he was wrong, but in those times, remember what the Bible says, in those times, the law was that a woman must be submissive towards her husband. She had to be submissive to her husband. What does that say about us in our relationship with the Lord? If we follow him, we are to also be submissive. We are to, to submit ourselves under him. Even if we don't like certain things, even if we don't like certain things that are happening, look what's happening around the world right now. Look what's happening. There's so much going on all over the world, all over in each nation. Each nation is going through their own problems. They're facing their own problems. But what do the people of God have to do? Even if you're not in agreement with a government, right? Even if you're not in agreement with governments, politicians, presidents closing down the churches, we're not in agreement with that. But what do we have to do? We still have to abide by the rules, right? Even if we are not in agreement, we still have to abide by what the law says. Because if you don't, then you're violating it. And then what happens? You can get charged. Okay, you can be, you know, the law can come in and, and charge you with a, with a violation. Okay. So you have to, it's just the same as you have to wear a mask. Even if we don't want to, right? Um, so it's the same thing with God. We are not, we might not like that sometimes we have to let go of things people you know we have to let go of people that we find you know that they are our best friends right and it's hard for us to do it so God what does God do he takes them away from you right well why does God do that because maybe they are not aligned for what he has in store for you so it's not that 
you know, it will it hurt you? Yes, it's going to hurt. Trust me. I know it's going to hurt us because we're human. Don't do we like what God is doing in the midst of it? No, we don't like what he's doing. We don't like sometimes it's hard to accept so many things. You know how many people lost their family members because of the pandemic, this COVID, you know, we don't like all of these things that are happening, but who do we have to continue fixing our eyes on? It is God and only God because we are trusting in him. We're trusting that he will be the one who brings order. We are trusting that it is him and only him. Okay? So it's the same thing. We must we must continue just surrendering and submitting ourselves under him and and study our word and pray and and you know and 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 just praise him, worship him that we continue doing what we need to do even in our homes. Let him be our teacher. That we are surrendering and and submitting to him because he is the one who leads our paths, who makes the way even when there seems to be no way out. He is the only one. So with that being said, you know, we need to be courageous you know we need to be women of courage men of courage bold you know that even though your you know the situation you know may hurt may be painful you have to learn that the pain is gain in the in the in the in the spiritual world, in the spiritual realm, especially with the Lord, pain is gain. It's, yeah, we, we will sacrifice a lot. It's painful. God didn't say that it would be easy for any of us, that our lives would be easy. No, he didn't say that. But he did promise that he will never leave us, he will never forsake us, and he will always be there. I could have derailed my path from the Lord last year when I lost my father to be honest with you I had a choice you know but the loss allowed me to get closer to the Lord it was my way to remain to keep to continue moving forward you know to grow with him to go deeper with him to learn more about him it was a choice it was a choice it was a choice that I made to fall deeply in love with the Lord and if God did it for me he will do it for you if you choose to cling on to him if you choose to stop worrying so much if you stop being so disobedient and so controlling. Remember, when we said yes to the Lord, that means that we gave up on all the control. We said we will not. That's when we actually said, Lord, I'm yours. Now you, we, you do your will in us. So when we say that, 
What does that mean? That we have to surrender ourselves to him. That disobedience is not part of your identity. And if you do disobey, you 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 should repent. You should repent and ask the Lord to forgive you and ask the Lord to help you through it. Right? But not use repentance and and asking for forgiveness as a passport to continue sinning because that's not what that is all about. His grace is not for you to continue sinning. It's not a passport. It's not a permission for you to continue sinning and continue for you to being disobedient. It's not for that. And many people have it wrong. Okay? So, going back to Proverbs 31, um, 26 through 31, it says, She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household. You see how she is a protector of her household? And does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also praises her. Her husband feels super proud of her because she is a woman of she's a a woman whom he trusts whom he knows that walks by his side whom he knows that she is not a woman that will leave him nor humiliate him So that's why her husband praises her. That's why her husband values her. Many women do noble things, says the word of God. But you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the reward she has earned and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Her own husband. Do you see the difference between King Xerxes with Vashti and the difference of the Proverbs 31 woman? How her husband praises her. He blesses her. That is because she is a woman that is a, she's a well-rounded woman. Not only is she beautiful, but she has it all together. She's a woman that is trustworthy, that her husband can trust. That is a woman that the Lord trusts. That is a woman that is obedient. That is a woman that walks in the path that the Lord has given her so today I leave you with that I leave you with that because I think it's important that you even myself that I continue not not just you but even myself that I continue 
to allow the Lord to minister to me. Because when he ministers to me and he gives me revelation, I am able to bring forth to share with you what he has for you as well. So I bless you. I hope that this um, ministers to your heart um, on this day and that the Lord is able to just show you how important you are to him. How important and how much he loves you. How and and not only that but the importance of you being humble because obedience requires humility. Okay? So let the Lord minister to you let the lord take away all your pain all your hurt give it to him give it to him as a symbol of a sacrifice and let him heal you i'll talk to you again on wednesday at the same time i bless you this is your sister elizabeth bye-bye